Well, welcome back. Welcome anew. I'm Joseph McClendon III, and I'll be your host and your guide for the Further Faster podcast, where our outcome is to do exactly as the name implies, and then it's to help assist you in going further, faster, and becoming even more wealthy. And around here, of course, wealthy means to be healthy, happy, and financially abundant. And speaking of healthy, my guest today is an amazing woman, and this is her field. Her name is Dr. Bio Curry Winchell, and I'll tell you about her in just a little bit. But first, I want to tell you, normally, we would do uh, an interview, whether it be on Zoom or live, but this particular one, and the, way we're, the reason we're doing it this way was because I had her as a guest on the stage at a live event just a weekend before last in Las Vegas at the Neuroencoding Institute annual event where all of uh, our students and members of the Institute show up and we learn more and uh, we all obviously take that out and make a difference in people's lives. And so the interview that you're about to see is her and I on stage live at this event. And she is just amazing. I met her about uh, two, three months ago, we were both doing uh, TEDx. We were sharing a stage at TEDx. And I asked her, I said, listen, you've got to be uh, you've got to be on our podcast. And she so gracefully uh, accepted and you're going to enjoy. Her name is Dr. Bio Curry Mitchell, and she's a medical director of multiple major medical centers in northern Nevada and a Washoe County sexual assault response team. She's the founder of Beyond Clinical Walls, a viral TEDx speaker, recipient of multiple high awards for her service and leadership and an advocate for equity and inclusion in a community contributor. She's also a social media influencer beyond belief, and she's also a wife and mother of two. So you're going to join us, her and I, on stage at the Neuroencoding Institute. You're going to enjoy it, and I look forward to seeing you at the top. First off, I want to welcome everybody to the Further Faster podcast, and it is our job, our pleasure to help you do exactly what the name implies, and that is to help you go further, faster, in, and to help you become more wealthy. And around here, wealthy means to be healthy, happy, and financially abundant. And as you just heard, my guest, Dr. Bio, uh, we met probably a month and a half ago, I don't know, time is flying as we were sharing the stage uh, doing TED Talks in Reno, Nevada. And uh, one of the things, and I said this to the group, and, and by the way, those of you that are out there uh, live and listening to us now, we are at the Neuroencoding uh, Conference here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Give, it, give them some noise out there. And the specialness of what we're doing here today is that everybody that is here, these are neuroencoding specialists, and it, they are experts in helping and changing other people's lives, and that's what we do around here. And so when I met Dr. Bio a month, month and a half ago, and watching her and listening to her and feeling your speech, what you uh, said to people in your TED Talk, it not only touched my heart, but it made me realize with all of your credentials, with all of your certifications and all that you do, and 
friend as a real influencer. And I'm not talking about an influencer out there that's just, you know, popular like that. She's an influencer because she's making a difference in people's lives. So to th first, to first off, thank you so much for being on thank with us here today. Thank you for having me. Oh. I am just so excited first that we have such a true friendship that was built on a connection and then a goal-oriented focus on helping people, but not just helping people, sharing how you do how? it. And that was our thing yes, from the get-go. And mm -hmm. so I am so excited to be here with all of you and thank you for having me. As many of you know, um, I've got a long last name, Dr. Bio Curry Winchell, and so I like to break it up. Curry like the spice, Winchell, there is a donut company, Dr. Spicy Donut, <laughs> or Dr. BCW. So my goal is to raise awareness of sharing health information, social justice information in a digestible, easy way and providing solutions. So it is my pleasure to be here with you today and let's have a discussion yes. and talk and help people. And that is one of the things that really impressed me is that what you said it a little while ago, or just a second ago, it is not just about giving you information. She right. has solutions that are going to make a difference in people's lives as well, as well. So as we get started, I have a question for you. With all of the things that you do, you have so many amazing things that you do and so many causes and so many things that you support and talk about. What are the ones that are the most important to you now? So when I think of all of the things as a doctor, mom, and all of those things, I have to go back to my core. And so if I'm going to share that, I have to talk about my dad, who was a World War II Korean and Vietnam War veteran. He was 99 years old and just passed away. And the reason why I start with that, of how I decide to focus, is I go back to what was my foundation? And my foundation was always bio, the world is bigger than you. Mm. What can you do each day to give back? And so he just passed away in August, but his memory lives with me because that has been a part of my core every single day. So to answer your question, how do I prioritize? I think about what things will allow me to give the biggest impact? Now, whether that's my family, my work, or my patients, or my advocacy, I choose based on that. And I think when you've got that core and you have a connection to that core, to your point about repetition and making it a habit, it's there already so it can come natural. Nice, what really, really nice. And you, um, you know, as, as I have been researching you, for lack of a better term, and watching you, because now you're on my feed and yeah. I come across <laughs> all the time. And I see the different types of people's lives that you, that you touch. This conference here is about vision, about vision. And so I wanna ask what was and what is the vision that pulls you forward? What is it, what do you say to yourself or what is the vision that, that got you to do what you do? Because she, because not only is she a, a, a doctor, but she's a physician that sees patients yeah. and that is no easy task. So what is it that, that, it's not so much gets you out of bed, but what is your vision? What would you share with everybody here about the importance of a vision and what is yours? So my vision originally, when I think about why I decided to become a physician, I knew that I had this love for wanting to help people. And so 
as I was journeying, as I was going through that journey, I thought to myself, oh, I see this problem. I see another problem. Well, why do I have to attack or tackle these problems in one way? Mm -hmm. Why do I have to just do it in a way that's just seeing patients in the clinic? Why not share my love for knowledge and helping people on a bigger scale. And so how did I do that? My vision turned into, yes, I get to see patients. <laughs> she answered her own vision. Yes. Yeah. And I have taken what I know as a physician beyond that. Yes. And so I get to help people, whether it's through national media, through writing publications, community fairs. But again, all of that part of my vision evolved, but that's what I st stay focused on. And that is my goal with everything. That's where you started. And what's, and I'm going to get into this a little bit because I'm going to ask you for some details about what we can do to take better care of ourselves. And I know you have different facets of the way that you do that. You actually, one of the things that we talked about before was the uh, lack of enthusiasm, for lack of a better term, of African Americans to trust the healthcare system and things like that. We'll talk about that here in just, just a moment. And I'm, I'm also curious about your life. How do you manage all of this stuff? How do you put this, because you're a mother, you have two children? Yes, two, two I have children. a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. Yeah, six-year-old and eight-year-old, and you have a husband yes. who is, you know, that's another one of your children. As you, <laughs> shut True. up, that was not fun. Sorry, I didn't James. mean that, okay? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> and you have a professional practice. Yeah. You're an influencer. So how do you manage all of that stuff? Because that overwhelms a lot of people just, just to do the, the things that they do. So I'm acutely aware that everything feels overwhelming. So what can I do to make it less overwhelming? And I think when you lean into something like that, that allows you to make steps forward because we all have every day, right when we wake up, this overshadow of how am I going to get this long list done? How am I going to kind of answer to my family, my friends? And so in my mind, I think about what can I do? And so first, I th take care of my family, and that's my goal. And so my two little girls are a part of all that I do. And so when I say that, it doesn't mean I'm not moving forward with all of the other right. things that I do. They're a part of it, but I prioritize and I put it in a space that I'm like, you know what? It's okay that I can't do everything. But what I can do is do the things that are most important to me. And so that would be my um, really solution or takeaway. Think of what you can do. And so I, as a blend of my day, I see patients as uh, Dr. Joseph mentioned. And so here I am, I'm getting up first thing in the morning and I tend to give myself my own little pep talk and I'm going to give a little tip. I have a picture of myself as a baby and I have it in my mirror and I look at myself and I think of myself in that vision. And I think, what did she have for her future? What did she want just every day? And I think that for me is very helpful because it takes away all the nuances, all the other stuff that is a part of our life. And it makes me just think of me first. And then I build from there and I prioritize. So that's one thing I do every morning. And you'd be surprised. Take that baby picture. No one in that picture but you. And just look at it and think about it as you start your day. That is spectacular. And for some of you that don't know, we just had Les Brown, the amazing Les Brown on here. And what was the thing that he said to us? Start the morning and, and take care of yourself yeah. first. 
Self first. And this is, uh, that's unbelievably uncomplicated. It cannot be that simple. <laughs> that you, it cannot be that simple that all you do is ask, what can I do? So it is and it isn't because every day sometimes I fail with that and that's okay. But I pick myself up and I think about what did I achieve that day? Yeah, and, and I was I was I was I was being facetious because that is our number one. Yeah. It's <laughs> is just just to assassinate complexity. Right. And it is that simple. The question that she asked, what can I do? Whereas most of the world is asking, what's wrong? Oh God, I got to do this. And you know, where am I going to get the time and everything? And this simple question that you're asking sets that brain in, in motion to go to anytime we ask a question, we're going to get an answer. If we don't get an answer, guess what human beings tend to do habitually? Ask it again and ask it again and ask it again. And then we, it leads us to do things to distract ourselves because we don't like that answer. Alcohol, drug abuse, and all of those things to take us away from that. But asking a simple question like that, your brain goes, well, at least I can do this. Yes. I can do this. I can do that. That is brilliant. And it creates a blueprint in your mind. And that blueprint allows you to build a roadmap into those successes, those, that repetition. So starting with that core or that blueprint is so vital. That is amazing. Get out of here. No, I, no, I mean it. Get out <laughs> well, of here. Well, you're stuck no, with no, me, no, so I'm like... For a minute. And, and again, simplicity is the key. And we were talking about this earlier when I spoke to you guys earlier. And that is, it starts the brain... On a, on a journey or a voyage, if you will, to start to solve some of those challenges, yes. to figure out how things are. Our brain, it never shuts up. It never shuts up. So when you ask it the right questions, you give it the right questions, it's gonna start doing that. So I wanna ask you a couple of questions about our health, if you will. Yes. Because that is, in my opinion, the most important part of that pyramid of being wealthy, which is healthy is always number one. And we have you know, people out here that are on, on various, legs of their journey and their voyage in their health. What is something that you might share with us that is maybe, maybe even a fundamental thing that everybody should be paying attention to, especially in this day and age? So I always like to start with, especially with my patients, I share with you that your health is your most prized possession. I, I want to say that again. I want you to think about it, your health, whether it's physical, mental, we have all of these different things out there right now, mental health, physical health. In the end, it's your health. However you want to shape it is your most prized possession. So when you take care of it, you're able to achieve whatever you would like to achieve. And so often we neglect finding ways to say, what can we do for ourselves mentally? What can we do to go and see a doctor or get checked out? I don't have time for that. Well, if you don't take the time, you won't have time for what you want to do. And so that piece is so important. And so whatever you have in your life, whether it's physical or mental health challenges, and I call it challenges because there is an opportunity to see what you can do so with it. And so leaning into that allows you to really achieve all the other areas that you want to get to. That is beautiful. And I love what you say, lean into that because most people lean away from it. It's just like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do this. Or that's too hard. Or I have, I've got big bones or whatever the excuses that we make versus going, saying, okay, and I'm going to keep going back to that. You've, you've, you've inspired even me. 
to ask the question, what can I do? Yes. What can I do today? Drink another glass of water or, or do something as simple as go to that refrigerator. And as our, our guest uh, a few weeks ago, Titus said, if it wasn't made in the 1900, in 1900, get it out of your house. Get it out of your house. Go through your refrigerator and look at because it is obviously how we consume things, how we move our bodies and so on and so forth. Around here, we say it's top down. Yes. So as you think, so you feel. As you feel, so you do. And as you do, so you have. And that thought about, and again, the, our thoughts are just the questions we ask ourselves and the answers that we get from those questions. And I'm going to so, go a little bit deeper. Yeah, please. So when we talk about all the things that are overwhelming and overshadowing, and when we talk about our health, often people are like, I don't want to know. I don't want to go to the doctor. I don't want to go see a therapist and so forth because I don't want to know what's wrong with me. But to... Joseph's point, if you don't acknowledge or you're not able to either find a solution, you can't make headway on that. So that detractor, I don't want to know, I don't, you can't create that blueprint and have the opportunity to move forward with anything. And that includes your health. And one thing that you said, and it just came back to me again, I've thought about it a hundred times, and I didn't know why I didn't open with this, is that you said to me that going to the doctor does not always mean they're just going to tell you what's wrong with you. Correct. They're going to tell you what's, what's good with you, what's right with you as well. And that's a place, uh, Dr. O said this a little while ago, and that is, this is a starting place, not a finishing place. And where you start, when you go in and you go, it's like when I go to a physician, I go and at my age, every five years, I have to get that, uh, what do they call it? Um, colonoscopy. Colonoscopy, yes. Which is no fun, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Uh, I go in and I look forward to what he's going to tell me good. Yes. Whereas I've got friends that they are reaching that age and they got to go and they go, well, I hope they don't find anything. What if they find this? What if they find that? Well, what if they find something good? And the things that they do find that are good, and you're that type of physician, you're going to tell them, here's what's great about you, here's what's working, that encourages you. That gives you some impetus to going forward. It does. And it's like, you know, when you're thinking, I don't want to know, or they're going to tell me bad news, but that good news could also save your life. Mm -hmm. And so that's something you have to think about, whether it's, I'd like you to drink more water, I'd like you to walk more, or we found something, but guess what? You now know that is good news. And I think we forget to put that in that space, that that is something that you get to hang on to and move forward. How many of you agree with me that, that if more physicians thought and talked like that, we'd have a different, a, a different situation with health in the world? Aww. That is spectacular. Hey, what's good? It's me, Joseph McClendon III. And let me get real with you just for a second. Now, you've probably heard me talk about this before, something that I call the thieves of our dreams. Procrastination, hesitation, fear of failure, fear of success, self-doubt, self-loathing, imposter syndrome, and fear of rejection. Well, let me ask you a question. What if you could not only retrain your brain and your nervous system to automatically default to your absolute best thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, but you could also do the same for others that are going through difficult times and challenges in their own lives and things that are stopping them from creating the the life of their desires. 
Well, this is what I call neuroencoding. And at the risk of sounding arrogant, these are the same tools, methods, and strategies in neuroscience that I've used to operate in the upper 5% of all of my own businesses, especially as a coach, a speaker, and a presenter for the last 30 plus years. The Neuroencoding Institute provides you with the knowledge, the tools, and unmatched support to become a certified neuroencoding specialist and guide you to the life of wealthiness. And remember, wealthy means to be healthy, happy, and financially abundant. Go to neuroencoding.com coding.com to speak to an enrollment specialist today and I look forward to serving you at the highest level. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. I know so many physicians that they actually hate the, having to see patients, first off, the short amount of time, and in that short amount of time, they don't know how to talk to that person to give that person any encouragement. They come in, the person says, and, and that person comes in with a problem, which is most of the time why people show up at the, at the physician's office in the first place. Most people don't go in for a checkup. Most people don't go in and go, let me check my oil and yeah. see how I'm doing. Yeah. See what the doc says. I do, by the way. Well, and I appreciate that. I was Thank so happy you. that you said the colonoscopy. I was yeah. like, good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, for me personally, and everyone has their own opinion, I love being a physician. Mm. I find so much joy in being able to help people, whether it's in their most vulnerable situation or celebratory situation. And I say that now that you've gotten to know me, why I say that. And so the opportunity to help people in any time is so important to me. And so I tell my medical students and residents that you should cherish what you get to do every day because people are here and they are trusting you with mm -hmm. their life. And so I share with you because again, what can you do right. if you are not heard, if you do not feel like you are being seen or getting those answers so you can do what you need to do to tackle things, you should see somebody else or find another resource because you deserve to have the best care possible. And that's why I became a physician because I just truly love, you know, seeing people and seeing what I can do for you. How many would love to have a doctor with that kind of attitude? Come on. Come on. This is beautiful. One of the things that you said, it's really important that um, if you're a physician, if you go to a physician and you don't like going to that physician, might not be the right physician for you. And or send that physician here because we have physicians here that, that so many times have said to us, now I talk to my patients differently. Yes. Now I'm, I'm able to, I had somebody ask us a while ago that what do I do when I only have this 15 minutes to talk to this person and this person wants to come in and tell me about their problems first and that's going to take up 10 minutes of it and then I've got the remaining five minutes to do a diagnosis and suggest something to do. And what they are afraid to do is to interrupt that person's pattern, af afraid to stop that person from telling and going down that rabbit hole of what's, what's wrong. And around here, I say around here with the Institute, we have ways of helping people get into that conversation, interrupt their pattern and take them along another way. And you do it gracefully. You, do, you start it off that way and energetically and everything. Um, so your, your students that you teach 
Is that part of what you teach them is how to talk to their patients as well? So when I say how to talk to them, I actually say, how do you talk with them? Ooh. I know, yeah? Because that's yeah. what it's supposed to be about. Mm. And you can have the most robust knowledge and information, but if you can't deliver it, or if that person can't receive it, you have done no good. And I always think about in medicine to do no harm. And so that piece is so important that you need to talk with them. The other piece I wanted to mention that we often forget is, yes, I say, you know, find another doctor. But the other thing you can do is give that person grace, that physician, nurse practitioner, whoever you're seeing. What do I mean by that? Tell them. This is how you are making me feel. Ooh. This is my perception. Because it's possible they did not know. And so I think sometimes we forget that step as well. Because we have all had missteps. All of us have had a conversation or something we've done. And someone has shared with us, well, you, I felt this way or I felt that way. And your automatic response is, that was not what I intended. Attention, right. And so I think there's stock and having a conversation and just making sure you both are in the same lane as far as what is happening in that moment. And you can shift that physician's yes. way of, of practicing. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. Give this lady a hand. Oh. This, is, this is awesome. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> and um, if, if you had... Um, maybe four or five or whatever your your basic health uh, advice is to people, the average person of what to do uh, to take care of themselves from wherever they are, if this is the starting place and they wanted to make some shifts, what would those things be? So the first one would be first acknowledging you. Because I say that you can't do other steps forward if you haven't even acknowledged yourself, the things that are going on with you. So I'll give an example. If you haven't recognized some of the challenges, some of the things that are important or that you'd like to change, how do you expect someone else to help you? Mm. And that means going to the doctor's office, mental health, anything, your business, you've got to have that introspection of where you're at. So that's the first thing. So that sounds strangely like something you and Les said earlier about <laughs> taking care of yourself. <laughs> yes, that's it does. You know, and just thinking about that first. Mm -hmm. The second step is once you've acknowledged it, memorialize it somewhere. What does that mean? So you write it down. You, you put it, even if you have to hear yourself, and I do this to myself, I record myself, the things that I would like to accomplish. So either writing or speaking it out into the universe, let it land somewhere. Because when it does that and you have to go back to it, you've got a place, a direction. Next is... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. Let's go by that fast. And, and again, these badasses out here, and for those of you that are viewing us for the first time or me for the first time, again, we're at the Neuroencoding Institute and the people in this audience are all specialists. And what you were just saying about, uh, that's why I asked you, what do you mean uh, about writing it down? We say what you... 
Yeah. What you write is what you invite. And as soon as you start writing it down, it starts to become something that lives inside of your brain and it is a non-negotiable unconscious thought. The brain is going to keep on doing it, remembering it and making it real. So that memorializing it, that's spectacular. Yes. And next? Next is, and this one sounds strange, is write yourself or talk it out loud a contract, an accountability to that list. Because you can write stuff down, but if you haven't thought about, okay, I'm accountable to this, mm -hmm. that piece is huge. And then next, doing that, whether it's going to see a doctor, seeing, you know, whatever is important to you, those pieces. And I'm going to go back to one, two, three, and four and really help shape that. So one, when you've acknowledged it, now we actually have a roadmap. Two, you've memorialized it and it's written or somewhere in the universe. Number three, you have now accountability to what you said you were going to do. And so when you take those actions, and if it was, if you're seeing me in the clinic, you have this information for me to talk with you mm -hmm. and help you. So even if it's with your clients, any of those things, those steps can be so powerful. And then in the end, you're able to really move that needle because you have done the groundwork, the, the, the work that is needed to make it there. Spectacular, spectacular. This, I mean, these are things, and again, instead of putting it in the negative of don't take this lightly, I want you to take this heavily. Take it, these, these steps are coming from somebody who is obviously brilliant at what she does and the amount of lives that she has changed, the amount of people that she's helped, is, it's just off the charts. And so these things are not just a great thing for a great podcast. These are things to do. These are all, the, which is again, part of the reason why you're here is I love that you have solution and process that people can do to make these, make some changes in your life. And those things for most people, they don't have that. Most people, again, oh, you should have been here a while. Well, no, you were here. And as I was ranting on and on about how our cell phones are, have taken over our lives and consumed us and, and distracted us in so many ways, you're not going to get, unless you tune into her, Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to get this kind of stuff elsewhere. So what else would you share with us? We, I think we got, what, another five minutes left? Yeah. yeah I, I would yeah. love to give it, Jim, because, you know, a question that I often hear or ask, you know, I have a loved one or I have had an issue where I went to the doctor and my loved one or myself, um, I didn't know how to advocate for myself. Dr. Curry went to, it's really easy for you to say to advocate, but how can I do that? And so one piece that I want you to carry in your pocket, if you're in the hospital with a loved one, if you're in the clinic, I want you to think about out, painting a picture, and I'll, I'll share why, where that's going. I shared my dad recently passed away. My mom, I'll just share with you guys, passed away three weeks ago. So what I did do when they were in the hospital and through all of the visits, even as a physician, I made sure whoever came in that hospital room, I painted a picture of who they were and what they liked to eat, what they did. And I say this in the world of 
advocacy because I knew the nurse, anyone coming in now had that blueprint, that image mm. of who that person was. And it's amazing how that changed the interaction. And it's not necessarily that I wish we didn't have to do that, but that's something you can think about is paint a picture for somebody else when you're in that situation, because it's amazing when you've got that connection, those synapses, oh, I'm gonna change the bed sheets a little bit better, or I'm gonna let you know that the doctor will be around X, Y, and Z. And those are things that can help you now or in the future that I hope um, you carry forward, but more importantly, share that with others. Unbelievable. Give her a hand, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Bio. And so, Obviously, those of you that are watching already know how to reach her, but if you would, please share with us a little bit about your, how they find you on Facebook or on, on, on social media and all those things and what you've got going on next. Absolutely. So I have a free series called Beyond Clinical Walls. So I shared my name is Bio Curry Winchell. So this worked out nicely. Beyond Clinical Walls, Dr. BCW. And this series is one minute and 30 seconds of every type of health topic, mental health topic that is free and accessible on Instagram, TikTok, Dr. Underscore BCW. I'm on LinkedIn as well. And I'm on YouTube. So I have all of those as well as the website, drbcw.com. And um, please feel free to reach out. I share information in a engaging, disarming way because that's how you're gonna get to that solution. It that's really how is. you're gonna help people. And so please feel free to reach out, but I'm on all social media channels and check out my health literacy series. Um, I'm positive there'll be something that sings to your heart that could help you now or the future. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Bio. <laughs> A true influencer. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for I'm being so and grateful wait, wait, one more for promise. you. Can we do this again? Yes. Absolutely. I'm so Give her a hand, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Bio. <laughs> thank you. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.